1: everybody, I'm Dan Kurtzke.
0: I'm Mark Marble.
1: And this is The Lantern Cast. Episode 477. Now wait a second, Mark? I thought I was talking to Steven.
0: (laughs) But at least you're not talking to Chad. (laughs) Chad Lockley will not be on this episode. Jeez. (laughs) I could could see Chad
1: wearing like a a hat like an old-timey cab driver though. That would fit.
0: Chad Lockley would not be the worst alias of all time. (laughs) So would you like to, in case people haven't fit? Well, people are going to know at least if they're they're going onto the website for sure. They can read probably. They'll know what this is about. But just would you like to officially announce what this episode is going to be about?
1: (laughs) Moon Knight. We are talking about Moon Knight as his uh, big MCU debut has come and gone. Like the entire, what was it, eight episodes? Series six, six episode. Okay, you know what? We'll talk about it. I feel like we got we got a good deal of Moon Knight quality out of this. But yeah, we're gonna talk about the entire six ish, six issue, six episode miniseries. Full spoilers. If you haven't watched it, please do. It's worth it. And then come back and kind of dive in with us. Uh, I guess first off, like, what's Like, where are you coming to this from? Like, are you a big Moon Knight person? Like, I know you're, I know you love, like, Werewolf by Night. And, like, he started out as, like, somebody hired to go and, like, capture or kill Werewolf by Night, like, way back in the day.
0: Yes, so that is clearly my intro in Werewolf by Night 32, 33. I actually do have, floating around somewhere, I do have that Marvel Spotlight issue with uh, 28 or whatever it was with Moon Knight and I also have that the first issue of it the first time they spun him off into a series I know I have that somewhere in my my tubbo comics one of the many downstairs (laughs) I know I had that that being said do I have a whole lot of personal emotional ties to Moon Knight do I know a lot about the mythology of Moon Knight other than how he was introduced no the reality is I really don't I just have a natural fondness for the character because that he came from Werewolf by Night, (laughs) which had no cameo in the series at all. Damn it. (laughs) I mean,
1: they're supposedly doing some Halloween
0: thing with yes, though, right? Yeah, there is a there is a Marvel Halloween special, which Werewolf by Night is supposed to be at least one. I think there's gonna be more than one segment of it now. I think I thought there was a rumor that they're going to have the man thing. Might be in that too, but uh, nice. Yeah, but I, but Werewolf by Night is based on everything we've heard. It will definitely be in the Halloween special.
1: Kind of the perfect place to introduce a character like this, because like werewolves obviously transform in the light of the moon. So here's a moon themed vigilante to fight him or something. Like it, I like I see I see the how you get there kind of thing. It's just kind of surprising how he spun that off and lasted this long since it was. Like, you, depending on how you look at it, you could almost see, like, his concept as kind of like a, a winky joke, you know?
0: Yes, but it it is so, it's often interesting to see how some of these characters that end up being just introduced as either, not necessarily, they may not have always been intended to be a one-off, but they're introduced as an after-the-fact after supporting character, like the Punisher. Yeah, like, like Wolverine, who was who was like third banana in, the, in that storyline between the Hulk and Wendigo and him. <laughs> and and who would have guessed? It, it happens. It happens more often do you think than you think. And hey, T, TV is littered with that. Look at look at the fawns for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, it happens all the time. The characters end up taking a, on a life of their own. So it it certainly is an interesting and Captain Universe as Chad and I discussed another one that from a from a. As a character in a in a title, the Micronauts that really Captain Universe was not super significant as a character in the actual book, but in the bigger picture of the of the Marvel Universe has become increasingly and way more important than in the book it was born from.
1: Yeah. And my my experience with Moon Knight has all been secondhand. Like I have a friend who loves the character and always has. And between the things that he's told me and the various YouTube videos I've seen in the last month, like I kind of absorbed a lot of the Moon Knight's early years th- just through the culture of general fandom. And I, I don't know that I've ever read a Moon Knight comic. So I was, I, it's one of those characters where like, he has an iconic look. So you 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 always know who he is as soon as you see him. And I've been aware of, like, some of the trappings of him, but I never knew, like, what it all was or how it fit together. And <laughs> when I don't know how much you know about his early comic career, but, like, so much of the stuff that we associate with Moon Knight is, like, relatively new, like, within the last 20 years. Right, was, like, Yes. Because like the whole like this character like the cornerstone of this character is his dissociative uh, identity disorder, and that wasn't cemented until Bendis wrote a version of him for Ultimate Spider-Man, and that didn't come into the main Marvel universe until Bendis wrote the main character in a miniseries. Like up until then, like he's ha- he had you know uh, like Mark Specter was the real was the main one. Uh, He had uh, Steven, he had Jake, but it was a very much, you know, Bruce Wayne is Batman, but sometimes he dresses like matches Malone to get criminals to tell him things like it was just disguises he wore to get Intel so that he could go stop crime as Moon Knight. And it is wild to see how that has morphed over the years
0: and how so much of this, even the series was based on what the Jeff Lemire run yeah so so that's even more so
1: i mean god the the i'm sorry like the the whole concept of him being named moon knight and wearing the moon knight costume was hey some people wanted to get werewolf by night we're gonna hire this random mercenary here wear this costume we found and that becomes like oh yeah. He was was dying in front of a statue of an Egyptian god who made him his champion and rose resurrected him and all the like.
0: It's is almost an entirely different character from where they started. That is true. I would say that is a that is a pretty fair assessment of uh of where the character started are from and taken on a life of its own. So, but obviously, just generally. You you enjoyed the show, didn't you, Dan? <laughs> I I did. Oh, you didn't? No, I, I'm new. To, I'm actually relatively, I'm relatively neutral on this show. But and what I can honestly say about this show is, from the, the live action shows, this was absolutely my least favorite. Wow. Yeah, it was. I mean, it reminded me somewhat of Loki in that there were some episodes that didn't do that much for me, even though I liked the cast and I liked. And I and I was interested to a certain extent. I was more interested in what was going on behind the scenes in Loki, because of how it re- played into the, the timelines and or and or, and or multiverse concept. That I was this, and you knew that had, that had potential major ramifications throughout the whole MCU much more than the stuff released in this six episode series that Moon Knight was going to have. But this this is probably the first, the only Marvel show. What if What If was kind of like that too, but What If it was easy for it to be like this because of the fact that all those episodes on the surface were not related to each other. That this was the first show that I really, even though it wasn't a concerted conscious decision that eh, I'm up at three o'clock, but I'm not going to be watching this. I didn't do that, but it was the first show that I didn't really feel a strong need to be there watching it immediately at three o'clock. Or if I fell asleep and I woke up and it, and it was after three in the episode, it was live to go, oh, let me go start it. I didn't have that. So I probably at least half the episodes of the show I watched, at least the, the following evening or later. And I didn't and I didn't honestly feel like even when I read some of the recaps, It's like, well, I don't think I really missed anything. in now watching that live, but it just it was well acted in the set, you know, and it was beautiful to look at. And yes, there were some episodes where there was barely any Moon Knight at all in Moon Knight, which is always a problem with some shows like this. I know if you get really good character development, you can overlook it to a certain extent. But yeah, it just it just didn't work for me all that much. And because the ties to the MCU, at least at the moment, were tenuous at best. That, it op- I just think stuff like this opens a dangerous precedent for the MCU and for Disney. Because of the fact that if you start taking away the connective tissue, the strong connective tissue, and you make it seem like, well, these are kind of like one. They're not really one off projects, but you don't really need to watch anything else to understand this going in. And this is not going to have any immediate ramifications on anything coming up right away. If you don't watch it, that is a that's a negative as far as keeping the MCU train moving forward. And I think that would be really easy for people to start being re- more selective in what they watch, which I don't think is a big plus for the MCU overall. I think you want if you're a Feige and company, you want people to watch this stuff. And and because it is connected or because there's a chance it's going to be, you're going to get this big you're going to get this big tie in somewhere or the after credit scene is going to tie in dr- into something that's coming up. I guess it's just my overall view of the MCU. It's like it kind of seems like the MCU is a little aimless right now. And I think that, and in Moon Knight, kind of fits, I guess, into that pattern for me.
1: Well, I think audience expectations is something the MCU is has honestly been struggling with ever since they first started these shows, ever since Wandavision, because like a large part of the legacy of that show is the fact that so many people went to it explicitly expecting here's where we're going to introduce all these new characters. Here's where we're going to advance the story of the overall universe. Here's going where all of this stuff is going to happen. It was being viewed as a stepping stone to the next thing instead of just being the story that it they, it wanted to tell. And largely I think Moon Knight is the same in the same boat, but I think that's okay. Like, like we're sitting here talking about a show that has very small connections to the overall MCU, but I think that's fine because the last MCU thing that came out was Spider-Man No Way Home, and the next MCU thing that's coming out is Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. So if like if you if you're desperate for the bigger picture of where the MCU is going you've got a lot of it at like right now. (laughs) And I think if anything shows like Moon Knight are helping set a precedent that it, it doesn't have to be all, all big picture all the time. Sometimes we can just take a moment to tell a good story about a few interesting characters. Like that's how the MCU started. Like wave one, was standalone stories about small cast of characters that had, you know, way fewer ties to each other than I remembered because I just went back recently and watched wave one again. And eventually they came together into something larger. All of this is on the table too. Like I mean, Doctor Strange Multiverse of, Ma- of uh, Madness. I, I've only seen the first trailer, but I know Wanda's in it. So like you you know that the plot of WandaVision is continuing in that movie. Do I do I think that oh man, Moon Knight is just going to languish in this standalone thing forever and it'll never be continued? I think that if they decide to 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 do more with Moon Knight, he will show up in a movie. He will show up in another season he'll show up in somebody else's show. Oscar Isaac had fun. He said he's on board if they wanted to do more. I don't think they're currently planning a second season, but yeah, I like I'm a I'm a big proponent of sometimes just let let a story be a story and worry about the bigger picture later.
0: I can see that the expectation game is 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 at this stage the expectation game for Marvel is going to be an ongoing problem. And you mentioned and you mentioned phase one. The difference with phase one, once you got past Iron, the original Iron Man was you knew they were building towards the Avengers. Is that once Iron, the first Iron Man movie came out, and was a huge hit. Everything else was all the other movies that came out were all leading up to the Avengers. Basically, uh, the success of Iron Man guaranteed that you were at least going to get the Avengers unless, you know, there was a dramatic huge nosedive which they knew at that point was not likely for thor and for captain america but and we knew they were building towards the avengers and i think the problem right now just generally speaking in the end and I, I don't want this to overshadow moon knight by itself but i think but it it's relevant when when you talk about uh t- even their tv shows because because ms marvel and maybe the she-hulk show might have this might have this problem too and secret invasion could. Yeah, secret invasion will be interesting to see how they that could, can go either way. It's the fact that we don't know what the hell Marvel is building towards. I mean, the, we the, most people think it's going to it's building towards secret wars at some point, but you have no there isn't we have no there's no official release date of any big Avengers like movie that's been announced doesn't mean they don't have it circled on the calendar. It just means there's nothing announced. It's been 3 years since Endgame. That once again, and, you, and when you and when you see Doctor Strange, you'll 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 kind of get this will be yet another tie into that that all we've heard about since post post Endgame is we hear the the name Avengers thrown around ever so loosely, but we've never seen the Avengers as a group. We have no idea what the Avengers are, who the Avengers are, or why the Avengers are, as Drax would say. <laughs> but the reality, and I think that's getting old for people. I think. I think because it's so completely different than what we've seen before. And Endgame was such a huge moment. I understand they may feel they have to build, they have to tear everything down and go back to the building blocks and start building up. But the difference is tell us what you're building towards instead of just having three years of three years postmortem. And we still have no idea how, it, how a lot of these pieces are fitting in. And even a lot of these projects, it's like, yeah, you have characters like Wong who who cross over between different things, but it still doesn't, it still doesn't, it's not, it's not the same, it's not necessarily the same thing. Like, oh, Captain Marvel shows up in Shang-Chi. It's like, okay, well, what does that really mean? Are the events of the, the, is, of the Captain Marvel sequel going to have direct ties into something that's coming out soon? Or is Black, you know, Black Panther, uh, the, you know, that can have direct ties into something that's going to happen in Captain Marvel? Or It's hard to know because it's like, I'm trying to rein myself here, back in here with, with Moon Knight. Yes, it's it's certainly there's nothing wrong with self, telling a self-contained story, but it's but it's different than what, what we're used to. And it makes it harder for some people to just to just buy into it, I think. And I think for me, I don't know, I, it was so, it was so dramatically isolated. I think that's I think that's what the issue is. It's not even that it had to be the same tonally, because obviously WandaVision was completely different tonally uh, than uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and even what loki became they all were like their own different animals but all of those had such direct ties into stuff that had come before and hinting at things that were going to happen in the mcu and this was so isolated the cast was great the acting was great but i don't know to me it just it just didn't draw me in as much from a from a i want to see the character again but i have you told me right now where we were getting it? They were they where we're getting a second season, and there, there, there isn't a hook in the second season. They don't make it clear that there's a hook that ties this into the bigger MCU. That I don't know how much of a real interest I would have in having a second season that was structurally very similar to the first.
1: I, mean, I can see that to a degree. I mean, I do think that you know, yeah, it's been three years since Endgame you got to give them at least one of those years off just because of COVID happening. Like, like when, when was the original release date for Dr. Strange two supposed to be again? Like last year,
0: last year, last, last year in May, it was pushed. It was, it ended up being a full, I think a full year, full year pushback because black widow was supposed to be the May release in 2020.
1: Yeah. Like who knows what movie we would have been watching this week. If that, If things had actually probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if things had actually been able to go according to plan, you know? But I think, like, beyond, I think the problem goes beyond that because, like, there's so many people who the instant Disney bought Fox, that just flipped a switch in everyone's heads that said, okay, the next time anything Marvel at all happens, we're going to see all the X-Men. We're going to see the Fantastic Four. We're going to see all of it's just going to happen. We're going to get casting announcements tomorrow. The the plot of WandaVision is going to resolve itself by like the X-Men and Magneto coming down to save the town. Like All of this stuff that fandom just decided all by itself was going to happen, obviously didn't and was never going to, and then people are disappointed because the fan fiction they made up wasn't real. Like I looked at, I look at Moon Knight and I'm like, okay, like I see a show anchored by an actor who is killing it, playing half the cast by himself. I see all of this, like, like this great looking on location shooting, which I don't know where they filmed, especially the first episode, but like, I would like to go to that place. (laughs) And, and I mean, like you said, like they, they, it's a strength with all, a lot of these shows. They sell you a really good main character that you want to see more. I think, hell, half the Marvel movies, that's their biggest draw. You know, like I went to see every Thor movie, not because they were good, but because Chris Hemsworth kills it in that part. But I think, I think from like a technical level, this is one of my favorite Marvel shows. Cause like when I think of, when I personally think, of the worst MCU Disney Plus TV show, I go to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And not because of the events of the entire season, which we could get into if you wanted to be here till midnight, but (laughs) specifically, specifically the final episode, which is one gigantic continuous fight scene filled with all of the jerky camera angles and quick cuts that you you can imagine while happening in almost pitch darkness. That is the most disappointed I have ever been with an episode of mostly any TV show because I couldn't see anything. The first time I could see a character on the screen was at the end when falcon is talking to the to the press it is absurd how terribly made that was and i look at moon knight so much of the show takes especially the, the fight scenes take place at night and they figured out how to do it in a way that it's it's dark out but well lit like the only time they had that Falcon and Winter Soldier problem was like towards the end where, um, where Steven and Layla were, were uh, spelunking through the tomb. And like, there's like some really deep, deep black caverns of the caves. And during those moments, it's like, okay, could we, uh could we maybe just edit out this sequence a little bit to, to just get to the parts where we can see people. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're
0: asking for way too much dad
1: <laughs> there you're i mean you're you're doing the tele part right but you're getting the vision half wrong i don't know i don't know your your vision i mean ever si- ever since vision turned all white and flew away it just hasn't been the same <laughs> <laughs> but like i feel like you know yeah there was some like there's some uh not so great cg here and there but I felt like on a technical
0: level, this was one of their more impressive TV projects. I, I would agree that it it certainly was ambitious. I don't think there's much doubt that it was ambitious. And I have not a I don't have a huge background in Egyptian mythology, like compared to Norse mythology. I thought it was cool exploring the different Egyptian gods and and using going with, you know the whole avatar concept, which of course it was it did remind it was like parallax esque. I kind of, which i kind of like the idea of having the host of the of the entity of the of these entities having taking human hosts to uh to g- giving them their powers on earth so i i i thought that was i thought that was an interesting concept and i and it and the stuff in egypt just in general you know vis you know visibly is cool i mean layla was a, was a cool character i w- if i i would never have just I guess I should have put the two and two together that she was supposed to be the Scarlet Scarab because of the Scarab. But so she looks completely different and the origin is completely different and the gender is completely different. And she looks so much like Isis. I would never have really put that. Oh, of course. It's like, oh, but oh, I don't even know who that is. Who The Scarlet Scarab. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a Marvel villain, but it, it was a guy. And I think it goes back to I think it was an I think he originally was an invaders villain that he 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 basically took on these powers and he sided with the Axis because of the fact of because he was against the involvement in occupation of Egypt i
1: think Wow, this guy's design is terrible i'm glad they changed him. yeah yeah
0: yeah she would she she would have looked quite as good in that outfit anyway but nonetheless uh but yeah i thought but it was but again it's it the MCU has a history of kind of like revising some of these characters and giving them slightly different origins anyway so that's not that by itself isn't isn't a big deal, but I know I, I there were lots I thought you know for, you know from a cinematography perspective clearly this was the creme de la creme this was very cinematic this was very movie movie quality ask as far as you know probably the best i have done from a TV show perspective no doubt
1: yeah and like I love like I was sold as soon as the first episode took the approach of like okay this is a character who has Dissociative identity disorder. He doesn't know it. And we're just seeing it from the perspective of him. So anytime one of his alters takes over, we just see a jump cut. And all of a sudden he's standing there confused, covered in blood, no idea what just happened. And it was such like, they got such creative use out of that. I kind of, like I I I love seeing Oscar, Oscar Isaac play both characters, but I kind of wish we could have kept that conceit longer. And they bring it, they do bring it back later when instead of Steven, we're following Mark around, and then Mark starts to black out when Steven takes over to remove them from the danger where like all of a sudden, like he's getting ready to get into a fight. And then all of a sudden smash cut to him on a bus heading home. He's like, wait, what? No, I gotta go back. there."
0: Yes. They, it was something that worked pro and con in the course in the show early on. It was really cool about that because you, again, if you know the history of the model, like you pointed out the modern history, of Moon Knight, then you, uh, then you suspected that they're going with the multiple personalities. And that's why they're, and that's why one's blacking out and then they're waking up and, and, and all this damage has been done, but we know it wasn't Steven doing it. That's for sure. And of course, by the time you get to the end, you realize, Hey, it's not Mark or Steven doing it. (laughs) If you really want to get shit done. (laughs) Yeah. I
1: loved how those, those teases were peppered in. where like, Mark blacks out. And didn't do the fighting. And there's like Steven, that wasn't you, was it? And they're like, no. And like in the once the, when we can talk about the brain space in a bit, but like once they're in like the uh the afterlife hospital, whatever, and you see Steven come out of a sarcophagus, and then they pass a the room with another sarcophagus in it. It's like, oh my okay, there's more than just the two of them. And I I love the I, I like the way they ended the season. But I also really wish we got to see Jake's Moon Knight costume because some one a detail I love is how they've they took different looks from throughout Moon Knight's history and just said, oh, no, the suit is magic. And it changes based on which which person is dominant at the moment. And part of me was like hanging on to the hope that like like maybe jakes would be like the classic flat white moon night look you know and maybe they still could but i wish we had gotten to see it you know
0: that's true but i guess that's one of those that's one of those teases that if they do have season 2 that i guess we'll we'll get that reveal. but yes, the way they the way they play that and i mean you kind of knew that the post credits if there was only going to be one post credit scene you kind of knew that it was going to be be probably the odds were overwhelmingly in favor it was going to lead to the reveal of Jake Lockley as the third as the third personality. Uh, I still wish there had been another post-credit scene again with some tie in, but they handled they handled that scene. They handled that scene very well. And I thought that the like you said, in the whole the mental institution of their mind, <laughs> that having the uh, having the reveal and everything and and the and Conchu and being the un the untrustworthy bastard that he is, it's like, oh yeah, it's like, yeah, I'll agree to let Mark and Stephen go because I still have Jake, and Jake's the one I really, Jake's the most important one to have anyway.
1: And and I love the implication of like we don't know how long Jake has existed or how long Konshu has been using Jake. Was Jake the first one? Like we, like probably not, but like he could have been. Like who knows? Who know? All we have to go on are the memories of people who do not share the memories of their other selves. So uh, you could do anything with it. And I love how that, that they, it lets them ride that line of having Conshu be a valuable ally and also a bastard you hate because ultimately he's always going to be manipulating you to get what he wants.
0: That's true. That is very true.
1: But yeah, I was just really surprised with the sheer amount of Moon Knight stuff that they put in this. Like, especially like I know you, I know you hate the short seasons, but the the fact that they're doing like, okay, we're gonna do the Conchu stuff. We're going to do the questions about whether or not you know who's real, who's the original. We're gonna do the whole like, oh, is is this all? All in his head. Has he really been in an asylum all this time? uh Is there's they, like there's so much. Like I feel like other shows would have just been like, okay, we're doing a straightforward adventure with the 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 main character has two characters in his head and they're fighting for control. Well, we have to stop the bad guy from putting the giant glowy rock on the pyramid or something. And then season two would be all the mental institution stuff to where we get really like trippy with it. But I don't know. I kind of, I kind of respect the fact that they just went for it. They just, they just dove in head
0: first and swam
1: down as deep as they could go.
0: No, I agree. I, I, I respect. I think that's a good way of putting it. I think I respect the fact that they, they definitely decided to swing for the fences as opposed to just saying, just deciding to play it safe. And it was, it was unique. And again, it's, it's hard to, it, it's hard to qualify how I feel about this just because I didn't, I didn't dislike it. There were times, there were some episodes I was not really, I just wasn't really into. I thought for me, it ended well. I thought it ended well. Um, And I did like the first episode. It was, in, it was interesting enough. I think when you only have yes, as you mentioned, I'm not a fan of really short seasons. I think, and having six episodes and having a plethora of those episodes where Moon Knight as a character, you know, in costume only appears if either not at all or barely. That I don't think that's that's a plus for. I know it would be worse if it was a two-hour movie and you only get like 15 minutes, not even a, a in costume of of a of your main character, but. I did I mean I did appreciate what they wanted to do and I did and I I didn't I guess that's the best way to it's hard for me to say that I liked it but I didn't dislike it it just didn't I just didn't find it all that I guess compelling is the right word for me I didn't find it compelling and maybe because if I'd had greater ties to the MCU maybe I, there would have been enough of a hook there to really draw me in and instead it was basically dependent on the acting which was very good. And Oscar Isaac's performance was was like and everything was really good. And Ethan Hawke, I enjoyed. I thought I think I thought the whole I thought the cast across the board was good. It's just that I guess the story that was being told just didn't have that much of an appeal to me in a vacuum.
1: I mean, I think this might this is easily one of the best casts they put in a TV show. You got two Oscar Isaacs, you got one Ethan Hawke and you have a talking hippo. I'm,
0: I'm happy. Yeah, the hippo was cool. I
1: like when sh- when that hippo bursts through those doors. Like the best cliffhanger I've seen all year is that hippo burst through those doors.
0: And they scream.
1: And and, and and well, they scream after it says hello in like a bubbly cheerleader voice, and then Oscar Isaac standing next to other Oscar Isaac just scream at the top of their lungs. That's when I knew. I'm like, this This show is something special. <laughs> How can they top this? Oh, what's that? We're going to end with a kaiju fight in front of a pyramid? Fantastic.
0: And that was clearly, that was very comic book-esque, the way they did that, When you're basically having two battles going on at the same time. And, you know, as Layla and, and Moon Knight are you know, taking on Ethan Hawke and everybody, they have uh, Kanshu and, what's uh, her? what's your face uh
1: the the alligator yeah i, said, uh, I yeah. forget I, I they said this this name Ammon. so much
0: yeah which was cool the the yeah the the alligator crocodile thing was that Just, was cool.
1: i figured like oh like they're they're going to stop it before she gets out and then she got out and i'm like oh well she'll be in this room for a few minutes and then they'll seal her away or break something that puts her back oh what's that she's going to be around for the entire episode oh what's that She's gonna be the size of a skyscraper? Oh, what's that? <laughs> she's gonna be she's gonna be suplexing a giant dead bird, god of the moon? Oh yeah, yay!
0: Yeah, she was whooping Kansu's ass pretty bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she picked up his own staff and stabbed him with it. Ah, oh, so good. Oh god, like my only like that was that was great. Like they at that point, they just took the gloves off and they're like, you know what? We're, it's the last episode. Let's have fun. Hey Moon Knight, you can fly? What? Why can I fly? Cuz I'm the god of the night sky and he just throws him through the air. And it's great. <laughs> Which I don't think Moon Knight can actually fly. I think he has like moon helicopters and whatever. But it made sense in this moment and it could never come back. I'm fine with it. <laughs> also, I would be perfectly fine if he can only fly at night because it's the god of the night sky.
0: He definitely wasn't flying in the beginning since since uh the cover of Moon Knight, uh, Werewolf by Night 33, I think, is him and Werewolf by Night fighting on a rope ladder hanging off a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, And how cool was that
1: scene where it was Steven in the costume and he and Kanshu were turning or they're rewinding the sky?
0: Yes, that was oh, cool. so good. So good even though i'm not a fan of the mr i'm i don't like the mr knight costume i'm sorry i mean really? yeah well compared to the compared to the, the more tradi- you know the more traditional more of the classic design moon knight with the uh
1: the hood and everything the
0: ho- yeah but uh, the whatchamacallit his uh his bat his batarang things the crest his crescent oh his yeah and yeah. batarang things on, on his chest or whatever that but yeah the, the the hood the hood you know the glowing eyes i know that that would Whether How how well that always worked was, I think, debatable. But the glowing eye, I love... See, that's the one thing. Like,
1: the thing that no Batman movie has ever had the balls to try to give us was Batman... Well, I I think Batman v Superman did it, but they did it bad. But this... Like, they gave us, like, a Batman-esque kind of a little sort of superhero with glowing white eyes. And it works. I think it works... Maybe better with Mr. Knight. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 divided on the costumes because like I like the changes they made to Moon Knight because like if you're going with the Egyptian thing, then it makes sense to make him kind of like a mummy kind of look. But also, I think the Mr. Knight suit translates better to live action probably
0: because it's more rooted in actual clothing. You know. Yeah, and you can get away with more more practical effects or at least have it look more real more non-cgi even if it is somewhat cgi but it's it's easier to pull off even if you just wanted to go mostly practical because of the nature of this you know because other than the other than the, the mask so much of it is just a white suit so it i mean it definitely fit steven's personality so i don't have an i i i understand you know i understand where they were going with it clearly but And as soon as I
1: saw in the first episode, like, oh, the suit is a supernatural thing that forms around him. That's when that's that was my first moment of like, oh, I guess because like it's supposed to just be like like a a fabric costume that he made and put on. But like it's the fact that they tied it to the different the different people in there as a way to bring more comic costumes into the show. Like, if it was just Steven, if it was just the same costume for both Steven and Mark, then I don't think I would have liked the convention of having the costume be magic at all. But using that as an excuse to give them their e- each their own iconic Moon Knight costume from the comics, that made the magic worth it for me. <laughs>
0: No, I can see that. I think, I think that was a smart plan. I think it was a smart move going, having, that's why, like you said, whatever it'd be interesting if we do get to see a second season, or even if we don't see a second season, but whenever we see this character again to have the outside looking in version, at least for the perspective on what Jake Lockley's moon Knight costume is, what exactly is that going to be in relation to what we've, what we've seen before.
1: I think we definitely will see it. I mean at this point my biggest my ex, my uh, most common expectation with a lot of these characters isn't so much when are they going to get their next thing? It's whose thing are they going to show up in next? I don't think that I I absolutely do believe we will see Moon Knight again sooner rather than later. I don't think it'll be in anything called Moon Knight. I think it's it's a much stronger possibility that he'll show up, you know, mu- much like how uh, uh, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, is supposed to appear in that Captain Marvel sequel after her show star uh, finishes airing. I think I think we'll see Jake's costume in either a movie or another another character's titular Disney Plus show.
0: And plus they're going down that road with the supernatural aspect of the MCU that there's plenty of places for him to show up and, or team up with other characters. So, yeah, the, I mean, yes, I, I mean, they always have a plan. So they clearly, when they brought Moon Knight in, I'm sure just like, just like the Eternals, whether they really thought the Eternals was going to be popular enough to get a direct sequel or not, they probably in most of these and most of these are not set in stone or and nothing's truly set in stone, but things that they're less confident about that are going to be massive hits. And we know we'll be doing more. Well, We will know we'll be doing another movie here, or we know we're going to get at least a couple, I was going to say a second season, but we don't even know what their goals are with TV shows because other than Loki, like nothing's gotten a second season so far other than What If? And that's animated, so that's a lot easier to do. But they always have plans. I think they have contingency plans in case things, well, they, they want you to believe that, even with The Guardians. If Guardians failed the original movie that, You know, they they had made it clear that, well, that wasn't really going to derail us going big picture where we were, you know, where we were, we were where we wanted to go.
1: I'm more inclined to believe it now since they've they have they have now effectively blurred the lines between TV and movies, because we're talking about her a lot tonight. Wanda's story started in a couple Avengers movies and then went to tv for a season and then now is going back into doc- to a doctor strange sequel and will go somewhere else after that probably so and and just the fact that oh oh we we know that miss marvel is going to be in that mar- that uh is the movie just called marvels
0: yes at the moment it is the marvels
1: yeah like the fact that okay they're already they're already planning out from the start. Like, okay, we can introduce this character on the TV show and we can move them into the movies after. And then we're going to take these characters from the movies and introduce them and uh, move them into TV shows. And while they're in the show, they can also introduce Kate Bishop, which is a better version of Hawkeye, and then maybe bring her back into the movies. (laughs) And, And yeah, I mean, I feel like it's harder to correct course When the only pieces you have to work with are multi-billion dollar films that can only release every few years because it takes so long to make them. But now that you have TV that can be made on a much lower budget and a much faster timetable, their their ability to write the ship is stronger now than it ever was before.
0: And I agree with that. I think... But, so I I do think that's why whether they, whether they probably for the majority of their thinking right now, they will use the TV shows to introduce new characters. And then they will. And then they already have an idea because they know that they know they're going to have a platform for introducing the characters. And then it's like, well, then they have an idea where probably and they're more than just a loose idea, probably almost set in stone where they plan on having this character appear next and so forth and so on. But, yes, there's there's, there's many. I do agree. I think there's many more options now, and I yeah, think I, I, th- I think it works. And I think you know, you mentioned Ms. Marvel. I mean, Ms. Marvel. coming I mean, Ms. Marvel might just be being introduced clearly to so that she can be in the you know the Captain Marvel sequel because it which doesn't change anything. It's just the fact that you know whether she gets a second season or not, maybe she will. But that was clearly being intro. It's clearly being intro. You know, introduced so. You know who this character is because she's going to factor into the Captain, you know, the Captain Marvel movie along with uh, Monica, Monica Rambeau. But yeah, I, I mean, I'd be curious to see where Moon Knight, where Moon, well, Moon Knight goes next. I would tend to agree, even though there's mixed word on the street, whether they're going to get a second season or not. I know they left the door open, obviously, not just with the post credit scene, but even Marvel changing their language from series finale to season finale. But I
1: I mean as far as I'm concerned the only reason they wouldn't do more with this character is if they just didn't feel like paying for Oscar Isaac anymore <laughs> you know like like it they have they now have an investment in this character with a fantastic actor portraying him and like I don't know how exactly the show has been received by everyone at large but I haven't seen anybody say anything bad about it which is strange for the internet but you know maybe this was middling i don't know all i know is i've seen way more negative things in general about every other mcu disney plus show and i've seen way more love for this one
0: yeah i think i do think it's a mixed bag but i think even the people that don't like it well like can acknowledge, or are less than sold on it acknowledge a lot of the positives that we've talked about I think and I think that's not always true in some of some of the other shows I think I mean some people were just really bored to death with a lot of the stuff that was going on in WandaVision at least for the majority for the, at least the first half of that show and yeah I think I, it depends I mean I I think most people appreciate the uniqueness of Moon Knight but I don't I I still think the jury is out how many people how people really lo- view this is—it's like a, almost like it's a—it's almost like it's a like a love-hate thing. There aren't that many people that are in the middle. Either you think it's like the best stuff Marvel's done, TV show-wise, or you just think it's like really, really bad. But then again, you know, there's a lot of people that didn't like that didn't like Hawkeye, and I really liked Hawkeye. And there's a lot of people that, like you mentioned, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I would probably tend to agree overall, considering they had so much working in that show's favor with characters that we already knew. that that, you can make a strong case that has been the weakest of all their live action shows up to this point. But, yeah, I mean, it's, I guess I was hoping for a little bit more, but, but like we mentioned, the expectation game is a continual problem for Marvel. And sometimes it's, and it's not just people bringing, not that you said this, but I'm just in my head now that it's not just people with their own unrealistic expectations it's it's marble create some of these things on their own which is something when we get to the doctor strange episode we'll talk about when, when kevin feige's quote about marvel showing too much in the advertising and what i think he really meant by that based on me having seen the movie versus and seeing what the, how the what the marketing campaign was and what that i think that statement meant because it was confusing at the time since i don't think they gave away all that much plot point wise so i mm. but I think yeah, and that's another thing because it's hard, it's hard to it's really hard to know because we don't know where we don't know where things are going in the MCU. They may have an idea, I mean they have an idea, but they have kept us in the dark a lot. And I think it would be beneficial if they at least tell us where the roadmap is going, or at least start pulling some of these pieces together now, especially by the end of the year, because by the end of the year, even though like you said it was delayed, but still we're going to now have two years worth of movies in Phase Four, and it's kind of hard to really connect any of the dots to see exactly where we're going because it's like all these all these projects have are like there is very slight connective tissue but they all kind of seem to be doing their own thing and
1: I feel like there are a handful of announcements they could make that would kind of make everybody go ah I see you know like look at all of the look at all of the teens and 20 year olds characters that have been introduced lately and are being introduced you know you know, if, if at the end, if after Miss Marvel finishes airing, Kevin Feige puts a, a camera on a whiteboard that just says Young Avengers on it, that's going to make people go, oh, all right. That's all all the pieces. Uh, yeah, and Kang is there. Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. But, like, I don't know. I Whenever I think about, about audience expectations, for projects like this i think back to and i don't know if you saw this but there was uh, I, I i forget if it was an article or just something dumb somebody said online but it was basically somebody saying you know i figured it out guys uh uh moon nights different personalities is is different moon nights from throughout the multiverse. Converging into one body. And I look at that. And I'm like. Just. Can can you just be happy with a, a good story. That's, that's very well acted. And like. I love theory crafting. I love it. I did it non-stop for the last year and a half. But sometimes you got to be able to. Appreciate something for what it is and not for what it could have been or could be. And some people, for some people, that's going to kill it because they don't like what it is and think what it could have been is way more interesting. And if that's if that's true about Moon Knight for everybody, then I'm sorry, but I am very happy because I saw a giant alligator suplex a skeleton. Into a pyramid. <laughs> Nothing can take this from me.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you're happy, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Any other pearls or wisdom? <laughs>
1: um, no. Just that, I don't know, I just, overall, I really enjoyed it. It makes me, it makes me interested and also scared to read some Moon Knight comics, because now I know I like this character. But I know the MCU ca- version is different. And will I like the comic character? Who's to say? Although there is a Jeff Lemire run, so maybe that will be pretty good place to
0: go. Especially based on its ties to the show. All right, Dan, do your promo before we wrap this sucker up.
1: Oh, we're wrapping up? You don't want to talk about that Kenobi trailer?
0: I would love to talk about the Kenobi <laughs> okay. trailer, but we know it'll be another 20 minutes. What do you mean? I'm sure we could do that in three. Fine, or four. let's do it quick.
1: <laughs>
0: and speaking of which, I think I have to confirm this, but I think Ryan Daly and I should be recording our Kenobi preview episode hopefully Monday, because I think you say it was available after the 17th, so that, so we could record it and have that timed perfectly to come out the week I think Obi wan comes out. I liked it, I. I like the second trailer obviously they gave us a little, they gave us a little bit more meat than they did in the, you know, in the original teaser. I still, you know, I still have, I have my concerns about this because the expectations for me are going to be very high for the Kenobi show. Mandalorian's been a good show and everything, but if, if the Kenobi show isn't the best thing they've done live action, it's going to be, TV show at the, at the very least TV show wise, since Disney's got it, if they if they butcher the Obi-Wan show, I'm going to be so, I'm going to be so angry about this. And if they do too much and it's, and they could do it real easily by, by doing too much, ma- too much retconning and too much more or Jeff conning. It's like, well, you saw this or you knew this, but you didn't know this. And it's like, I don't know. I think it can go. I think it can go either way. You know, if it gets us back to where Obi-Wan is more really Obi-Wan in in mind and body from and in a position where he would was in Rebels going into New Hope, then that then that's then that's a positive. I understand he's got to be broken down and be built back up, which is understandable based on where, you know, where he would be literally on his own and left to his own devices and pondering everything and blaming himself after revenge of the Sith. I get it. But there's a lot of stuff they can do with this do with the show that could throw it off the rails so i'm it looks great i have confidence in deborah chow i don't have any confidence in kathleen kennedy <laughs> and it does and it makes and it makes me it and it and it makes me nervous even the obi-wan vader stuff i still i'm not a big i'm not a huge fan of the retcon having them fight again but it, like i mentioned i think when we talked about the te- the first teaser it does It would serve one purpose, which is the fact that moving beyond when Luke and Vader talked on on Endor and when Luke was trying to bring Vader back before he when before he took him up to the Death Star. Vader made the point of saying, Obi-Wan once thought as you do. And you go back to Revenge of the Sith when they fought, understandably so. But it's on circumstance. Obi-Wan didn't really have much of a chance, but he didn't really try hard to bring to bring Anakin back. So that would kind of fit that. Give you a piece of the puzzle that yes, they met one other time. And that's when that's when Obi-Wan was trying to do the cell job and doing what he could to try to bring Anakin back to the light. And that's when he kind of wrote him off and said, okay, this is this this is a lost cause. Let me ask
1: you this. Yes. Darth Vader is in this this show. They are bringing back Hayden Christensen to play him. Yes. Presumably they're going he and uh, Obi-Wan are going to be in the same room together. Does Darth Vader take his helmet off to talk to Obi Wan? I don't
0: think he would. T- I don't think he would take it off. The question is, is is somewhere during like their fight does, does he get knocked off, kind of, or get damaged, a la what happened with Ahsoka and Anakin, and, and Vader in uh, Rebels. You know, I, what I know. think they'll do.
1: You know, I bet? I'm going to put what? my I'm going to put my money down right now. My fake lantern cast bucks. Darth Vader will never be seen without like, clearly seen without his helmet on. But at some point, Obi-Wan and Anakin are going to, like, talk to each other through the Force in a very, like, Rey and Kylo Ren kind of Force Ghosts, whatever kind of way. And in that, we will see pre-Vaderified Anakin. And that's how we will see Hayden Christensen.
0: I'm going to save some of my thoughts for that preview episode, but I think well I think we'll get there'll be flashbacks too. I think we're going to get we're going to get Obi-Wan Anakin flashbacks from from before or Circa Revenge of the Sith or, or Clone Wars. I think we'll get we'll get we'll get flashbacks, I think. So, I do think we're going to see and I and I would have to say I do think we're going to see Vader without his helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh at least even if it's not with Obi-Wan, even when it's just because that because if you're not going to have realistically speaking other than making him happy if you're not going to have anakin with it, see anakin esque vader then there's really not that much of a point to have hayden christensen in the suit really yep. so i think you have to do that i think you have to have scenes of him wearing the vader suit without the helmet on so so you say hey it's him
1: but- yeah i think i mean i'm looking forward to this based on the fact that ewan mcgregor is in it you may call him the oscar isaac of this show and <laughs> I, th- I feel like so much of it is resting on his shoulders and I kind of can't wait to see what happens
0: yes I am very I'm again I'm I'm nervous but I'm looking forward to it greatly all right Dan wrap up and now make it fast thanks to that our tangent <laughs>
1: Well, Speaking about things that you should look forward to, even though they make you nervous, year three of Mosaic Comics is a- getting ready to start. You know, I, if this actually goes up on Friday, which, I mean, why wouldn't it, Mark? It's a short episode. Mm, no, thanks, we Dan. It's not.
0: Maybe I'll edit it out so it'll be really short.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <You'll>, <laughs> 20 minutes! You'll cut it down to just the parts about how the, the MCU isn't in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah, next next Tuesday, actually, will mark three years since, wait, is that how time works? Whatever. Year three starts <laughs> on next Tuesday of the channel, and I'm going to be using this year as an excuse to finally stop getting in my own way and actually do some of the bigger ideas I've had since the day the channel started. But other things just got in the way. And I just kept kicking the can down the road and never doing any of them. But this is going to be different. And the only reason I know that is because I've been stockpiling finished videos for a while. So I have time and can keep a weekly schedule again. Uh, So look for that coming up you know i'm not going to go into everything i'm doing here but if you go to mosaic comics on twitter you will soon see a pinned tweet with the next month worth of videos and thumbnails you will be able to see a kind of commemorative video as we launch into year three on mosaic comics YouTube to, uh, I forgot how you your URLs work. <laughs> YouTube.com slash C slash mosaic comics. I have had an excellent time just talking about Green Lantern with everybody who who took the time to listen and and uh talk back in the comment section and on Twitter. And I look forward to doing it for another year at least and hopefully finally cross a lot of projects off of my list that I have been staring at for way too long. So Come on by, watch some videos, subscribe if you like them, share them around if you like them even more than that. And
0: yeah, let's just get to it. Nicely done.
1: Not really, but yeah.
0: (laughs) All right. So if you'd like to contact us, lanterncast at gmail.com. The website is lanterncast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, hashtag Geocast. Track us down. Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please leave us a positive review on all the platforms you listen to us on. Last but not least, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail or a text, 708Lantern. And if you're still looking for that Discord link, feel free to... I guess you technically could text us at 708Lantern, too. But email us at lanterncast at gmail.com if you would like the Discord link. And yeah, so just let us know what you think, too, about this episode, all the other episodes. Again, now that I'm under the gun, this should come out the week. Uh, technically, the week of the tenth, not on the tenth, but that somewhere in that week. By the end of it, it should come out, and the following week should be the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness review with Chad and I, and maybe Dan, depending on how. Oh God, go. I just I just noticed this week is Friday the thirteenth. Oh yeah, you're right, it is. Wow. So I will have to. So that'll, and if this episode's coming out, it'll probably be on Friday the 13th. Perfect. Perfect, yes. The, it,
1: the moon-nightiest of days. Yeah, that's right. I oh, don't God. even know what we're saying anymore.
0: Well, good night, everybody.
1: Hey, good night. <laughs>